It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. I think a lot of us are addicted to things, and we may not even realize we're addicted to them. I agree. There's no question we're addicted to our electronics, our phones, our computers, some more than others. But I was thinking about this the other day. I was coming to work, and I couldn't find my phone. <laughs> and I realized that we used to joke about, would you go back home or not? If mm-hmm. is this, You don't have a choice. I, I wouldn't have been able to get in the building. I could have gotten the building. I wouldn't have been able to open up the computer without my phone. Yeah, We have to go through a, a two-step verification that shows that you really are who you are. It would be pointless to come in without your phone. I told you I lost my phone, and I was looking in my car with my phone light on. Oh, in I my, know where it was. <laughs> in my hand. It was in between the seats. I'm like, where did I put my phone? In? <laughs> That's bad. Well, normally I do the pat down. I check, make yeah. sure I got everything in my pockets. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I went to brunch Sunday, got halfway there, a friend driving me. And they were like, what did you do last weekend? I'm like, let me look at my calendar, because I don't remember. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, turn around. <laughs> Turn around. They're like, what? My phone. Left it at home. Uh. First time I think I remember ever doing that. <laughs> when you said turn around, I thought you they stole it and you were going to pat them down. No. Turn around. <laughs> Turn around. I'm pat you down. Turn Hands against hard. the car. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite part of hiking, though. When you get far enough in the mountains where you don't have cell reception, I'm like, oh, this God, is wonderful. <laughs> Tell me, what 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 is it called? High King. It's when you go up Hi. the mountain. Hi. Aw. Mm. It's like I called you King. I get it. I'll take the first part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't like that either. I've taken my kids up to camp and we'll get up to a certain point where no matter, I've had three different carriers over the years and none of them have service there. Yeah, that's tough. And I, I tell my daughter, I said, listen, you're going back to the old days. You're going to have no cell communication. This is like being the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't want that. I don't want a world where I can't think of some obscure thing and find out the answer to it right. immediately. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to go, what are the Hanson brothers' names? And not have to wonder <laughs> about it for the next five hours or yeah. longer. Um, so I that's... thinking what their names are. I know one. Isaac, Isaac, Isaac's the one Zach. I know. Zach and the one? cute one. Oh, Bert. <laughs> no, that's Bert and Ernie. <laughs> See, now someone out there is looking that up right now. Yeah, I know. I'm out too. Jonas Brothers. Yeah, uh, Nick. Uh, Nick, Kevin, and Joe. The other one. Joe. 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 Okay. <laughs> well, we didn't even need a phone for that one. <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> but um, yeah. they asked people how long they could go without their phone. Mm-hmm. The average answer was five hours and 11 minutes. Not okay. even six hours, and I agree with that. I mean, we're on the air for four hours, and I would not come in without my phone. Well, I mean, people, you're looking up time. I mean, you use it as everything now. Time, vacation, watch, calendar, everything's on it. Alarm clock that I didn't hear go off this morning. Yeah. On my phone. Uh-huh. I realized when I was at the beach, and I just had my phone two weeks, and I decided to go do sand angels uh-huh. as the tide came in. Uh, I lost for two days. I mourned. I'm on vacation. Yeah. Two days, I didn't leave the house. It's refreshing if you have to do it. And no. then once I got over that, mm-hmm. I enjoyed the rest of yeah. my vacation yeah. and had to deal with it when I got back. But you had two days of mourning. I did. My yeah, family but, but, thought they was going to have to call a therapist. But you don't want to go on vacation and spend your time at, like at an Apple store and get a new phone. Oh, no, I'm not yeah. going to do that. But then you're, well, he doesn't do Apple, but yeah. uh, then you're basically, your vacation is like it didn't exist. Yeah, like you can't you go post through it. Your phone now, and there's a gap right there, and it's that vacation. Whereas I go through my phone, I'm like, oh my god, I didn't even remember we did this, and thank God I got pictures of it. 
because I, I literally will go through my old pictures and just sit there and be amazed. It's like a new life again. I, <laughs> I relive things I don't remember living the first time. Okay. But, I mean, for hundreds of years, people didn't have a cell phone, and they did okay without it. Yeah, but they didn't remember those things. They just forgot them. I would say it'd be interesting to see Ben Franklin with the phone right now. <laughs> he would be blown away. To know exactly, you know, what? I can, you know, I can, I can crush candy with this? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if Lincoln would have been able to get a text message that day. Oh, yeah, that's true. too soon. I don't think anyone would have warned him. Who knew? What? No, I'm saying if they had a te- they could have literally been like, just saw him coming towards you, heads up. <gasps> oh my gosh, that I didn't mean to, I really soon. didn't mean oh, to do that. Wow. And not that only that, but I don't think anyone would have known any of those things to text him. You don't te- if someone's about to get shot, you don't text them. Hey, bro, hope Duck. you get this message. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Bad examples. Bad yeah, examples. really bad. Yeah, but I, I Maybe s- we don't deserve our phones. <laughs> okay, yeah. We're well, too dumb. Uh, apparently, we need to look up the story about Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I was going to Google, do we deserve our phones? Okay, let me know how that works out. Okay. Well, the average adult uses their phone for three hours and 34 minutes a day, amateurs. I don't. I know, right? I, I do not. I bet you I use mine less than an hour a day. Ooh, I'm way more i think i'm about 10 hours a day on work trip mm-hmm. okay <laughs> are we including talking on your phone does no, that count does that? yeah <laughs> no one does that anyway <laughs> it's the hawk and tom show on b 93.7 so tom was just telling us about our phones how much we use them we're addicted to them and then of course you explain to your kids sometimes if you go into the mountains or whatever Right. That, uh, no you know reception. what? There's going to be no reception. It's going to be like old days. You know, you're not going to have access to your phone. Yeah, hang scary. on, we're on the air. Right okay. Now. Hang on a second. I'll be right back. That <laughs> reminds me of when I got the neighborhood kids together and I told them a story. I turned off all the lights and then I put a flashlight under my chin and I told them this scary horror story. Kids, back in the old days. A long time ago, when your parents were kids, every house had only one phone. (laughs) (laughs) And we couldn't play games or watch videos on it. (laughs) Then get this, we had to remember the phone numbers or look them up in a big book called the phone directory. And the scariest part of it all is when someone called, we didn't know who it was. Before we picked up the phone, it could have been anyone calling. (laughs) (laughs) At that point, they all ran home. (laughs) We had it hard. (laughs) We did. Wow, we did. I'll tell you. All right, good morning. This is the Hawk and Tom Show. Give yourself extra time heading on into work because of the rain today. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, do you have a work spouse? Okay, a lot of people may not even know if they have a work spouse or not. It's actually dangerous in some ways. Why? Because if the relationship goes sour, it can actually impact the workplace environment because of your work spouse. Yep. 
I get tired of hearing that, though, because that's true of any relationship at work. It's just part of life. You Sometimes you have a relationship that's a friendship, and you end up turning out not to like that person anymore. So it's just a part of human beings interacting with one another. He just talks and talks. (laughs) I have someone that bugs me. I think that Cato is your (laughs) ex-spouse. I need alimony. Y'all need couples counseling. I need some chocolate. Honestly, you know, I... I'm maybe I know I don't think I have a work spouse except for Tom. Tom would be my work spouse. I think y'all be each other's. Uh, but here's some clear signs you might have a work spouse. So you depend on that particular coworker for office supplies, snacks, and aspirin. Tom's got anything I need. If I'm sick, <laughs> if I need some Pepto-Bismol, hold on a second. He gets his little medicine bag out. Before you know it, I am taken care of. I fly more like a work mom for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You, maybe you and Tori, you guys, you, you bicker like your spouses. Mm. Yeah, like but we, you know what's weird is she's almost more like a sister I never had. I think of you the same way. Like sister? sister? No. <laughs> like a brother. It's your man boobs, Tom. Oh. <laughs> All right. There are inside jokes that you and your specific co-worker share. I don't hmm. think y'all have that much. We Maybe. do. Sometimes when you're talking, we'll look at each other and roll our eyes. Shh, oh, okay. You're supposed to tell him that? No. Okay. Wait a minute, Tori. We do that for them. Okay. I think I might have a problem rolling my eyes. <laughs> I don't feel special anymore. Okay. <laughs> do you have a work spouse... You can be bluntly honest with this person about his or her appearance, hygiene, or hair, or vice versa. You're comfortable enough to point out that, uh, you know, there's a hair sticking up or that their fly is down. That's uh, Tori and I are kind of that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys. Like when she dyed her hair black. I know. And I told her it looked like uh, Snape's on the Perry Potter show. Yeah. <sighs> it was brown. It was brown. It wasn't black. It was like all one color. And you said that mostly because my big nose, too. No, Don't I pretend. Did not. I, Don't pretend. I didn't see anything. I your looked nose. up a picture of oh, him. And that Mommy and Daddy, me and Kate, I want you to quit fighting. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> We're at the dinner table right now. Okay. Y'all want custody? Which one you want? Neither. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Put up for adoption. When something Uh-oh. eventful happens at work, this coworker is the first person you seek out for debriefing. That's because Tom's the only one who will gossip with me. Y'all don't <laughs> gossip. See, I go to Cato to get a lot of my info. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell what I know. Okay. All right. <laughs> Do you have a workplace spouse? Uh, breakfast, lunch, and coffee breaks. Your closest coworker knows what you order for the most part and how you like your coffee or what you like to snack on. We just snack in here during the show, or at least I do. Yes, yeah, I mean, you, you yeah. snack for all of us. I know that Cato likes Fireball. Well, we know that. Please (laughs) stop. I was out last night. That's after work. We're talking about in here. Is it after work? That explains a lot, actually. What do you mean? If he drinks it during the show. (laughs) (laughs) He's been sipping it over there and we don't know. He ain't sipping. Okay. (laughs) My breath is fresh. (laughs) And cinnamon All right. But I would say we know a lot about Tom's eating habits, but that's because he eats quite a bit. (laughs) It doesn't stop. And they say, as far as work spouse goes, person in your office knows a lot about your personal life as well. And (laughs) just things about your life, period. And as I read that, I'm looking at Tom thinking... He's got so much information. He tells everybody here in the upstate, upstate, you are Tom's spouse. (laughs) They they know so much about you, Tom, because you don't leave anything for the mystery about, you know, 
who you are, what's inside this man. Now, that, see, you make that sound bad, but it's actually, I'm just a very open and transparent person. You are. I can tell you what's inside, because he sends pictures sometimes. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I wish you could text those to our listeners. And he wants to prove that he's sick. Yeah. And I'm going to be running a little bit behind today. Well, yeah. I, no, I said my hind's going to be running a little bit today. <laughs> okay. Gross. So, workplace spouse, I would say, you know... I'm single. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a tramp. (laughs) It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, what are we going to do about this rain? How are we going to behave today? Are we going to be angry and upset about it? No. Or are we going to be nice and charming and friendly? Let's go sing in it. Sing in the rain. Let's not go that far. I never understood that. You know, people are like, let's just go sing in the rain. It's so dramatic. It's in the summer when the rain's not really cold and you're young and you just feel like going out and just living life and you're drunk. I think (laughs) most girls think it's romantic. Uh, Let's go out and just dance and kiss in the rain. In theory, it is. And then your makeup starts running and yeah, it goes from cute to like, real quick. Okay. Well, here's the thing. We are pretty good at handling that stuff around here. There's a reason for it. They just did a survey to ask which parts of the country are the friendliest and which parts of the country are the rudest. And the South is still on top of friendly. Well, until everyone moves here and changes it. Right. Well, it's that old saying where he's like, oh, you know, we say it nicely. But it's still cutting sometimes. They're, you're, what's it called? It's a southern compliment or a backhanded compliment. Yeah, kind of bless your heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the I thing is, talk. is that we are polite to your face. So it seems like we're very friendly. And even when we're not being polite, we say things like, bless your heart. Yeah. And that is kind of a way to say, oh, wow, you're barely getting through life. But <laughs> we're doing it in a positive way. Yeah, of course. It's called nicety. We're being nicety. Oh, I don't like that. Uh, I like Sounds that. bad. <laughs> I but, like that. Yeah. Uh, they actually asked a thousand Americans how they felt about the different parts of the country. And they did this poll 40 years ago and again now to compare how things had changed. Mm -hmm. So they did this back in 1983, and then they did it again recently. Uh, One question they asked is, which part of the country is the friendliest? And that answer hasn't changed in 40 years. The South ranks first. 47% of the people in 1983 said that. 47% of Americans today say the same thing. Same people. So I don't know if they got the same people or not, Cato, but the same percentage. I know we were kind of kidding around a while ago, but honestly, if you break it down, there's nice people here that actually care about, but not about what I'm saying right now. You said to break it down. So there's really friendly, you know, like people will go out of their way to see a car break down or something. I'm still scared to do it. Well, I don't want to help anybody because I don't know anything about cars, but Did they say will break stop. it down again? No. Boom. <laughs> oh, no. Do it, Do it. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll stop now. Yeah. Michelle's heart. Uh, no, I didn't see a doctor about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got it, Gato. All right. Yeah. Who has the worst weather? 
Oh, wait, I should tell you who was the least rude first. Yeah, please. Okay, so we were the friendliest. The Midwest was next at 30%. The West was at 15%. And the Northeast Mm -hmm. was voted the rudest part of the country both 40 years ago today and today. I think because they, they, you know, and Jeff Foxworthy, he's a comedian and makes a lot of jokes about how they look down upon the way we talk because we got a little bit more of a draw. We might have few more syllables in our words and stuff. A few. And we don't sound <laughs> as fancy as them. H-O-L-L-I-S-T-E-R-Y. Yeah, thank you, Thelma. <laughs> so you got more than one syllable for the letter R. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then they asked another one that's kind of ties in. Who has the thickest accent? Yeah. Southerners. Southerners. Really? Because what the people who are like... You know, Chicago. That Boston. was pretty good. Boston. Boston. Yeah, place. Boston. I'm from Boston. The Northeast <laughs> was second. Oh. And what they didn't mention is that the Southern accents are cute or sexy, and the Northern accents are obnoxious and annoying. <laughs> There's no, you never see a sexy person talking about, hey, go get the car. Cockies. Unless the you're cockies. a Northerner who lives here now who's listening to us, your accent's yeah, sexy. Yeah, we like yours. Yeah, <laughs> you're Honestly, go ahead and get with the program. <laughs> I have a friend from Boston who lives, Boston. actually lives in Myrtle Beach, but he'll come here and visit. And we all we pick on each other about our yeah. our uh, you have to. You know, dialect. I, I got buddies. It's like you know. throw R's where there's no R's, and then there's R's, and you don't talk about them. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but it was fun. We have a good time. Okay, but then the Southern accent, you get an attractive girl with a Southern Belle accent. That's hot. Yeah, but sometimes it, it's not. You know what? <laughs> I, I know you think that because you lived here, but I grew up in Florida, and any time a girl from Kentucky or South Carolina or Tennessee would come down, we'd be tripping over each other to go out with that girl because there was something sexy about that Southern accent. There must be, because I've had girlfriends who, to each other, talk totally normal. And then when a boy's around, they're like, hey, can you go get me that? I'm like, you don't talk like that. And the guys are like, I'll go. No, I'll go. I'll go. I'll do it. Yeah, and then she turns around. She's like, these dummies, they fell for it again. Oh, they better say bless their hearts. Bless yeah. their hearts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where's the best pay- place for a vacation? Hawaii. They uh, said no. the, well, kind of, the West. Really? really? Which includes, I think, California, Hawaii. Why? South I mean, was a close second. Look, yeah, you got Florida. I mean, everybody goes to Florida. You got Myrtle Beach. You got all these other places. Well, you got on, Gatlinburg. <laughs> come well, on. Well, California gets a lot of tourism. I will say the Gulf Coast of Florida is very beautiful. It is blue nice. Blue waters, white sand. It's just like the Caribbean. Okay. It's just like Myrtle Beach. Not at all. <laughs> Dirty Myrtle. Myrtle Beach is hard. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And finally, where do most of the people who run things come from? Washington, D.C. This is kind of interesting. Uh. In 1983, the Northeast got almost 50% of the vote. Okay. The thing that was a big change is the South was in last place in 1983. It's now second place. Really? We're starting to run the show a little more. You think it's Atlanta, though? I don't know. But, I mean, the South has definitely got more pull. It's either that or Pumpkin Town. <laughs> Probably not Pumpkin Town. Yeah, Bless the their two. hearts. Yeah. Atlanta or Pumpkin Town. So the South does very well in all of these. The only thing I'm glad they didn't check was education. But other than that, we are rock solid on this thing. I would not want to live anywhere else than where I live. And I love this place. Bless your heart. <laughs> I don't even know what he means. Me by that. either. That means <laughs> I just felt like I had to do something southern. Okay.
Well, <laughs> thank <yeehaw>! you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank Bless you. his heart. I just want to hug South Carolina right now. Big old group hug. Let's all do it. You want to? No touching. Uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. So, you know, as I become a parent and, you know, I'm figuring things out, I realize I say some things like my parents did. And a lot of times, you know, we're in a new generation where we're trying to actually talk to our kids and teach our kids instead of using those old things that our parents would, would use. You mean like a belt? Oh, no, not, not a belt. But kind of like a phrase like, because I said so. Why why we have to do that? Mm-hmm. Well, because I said so. Okay. Is that really a good thing to do it has its good points sometimes the kid needs to know that you don't have to explain everything because you're the parent but if you do that all the time your kids are eventually gonna i think um they're gonna be irritated with you and they're gonna be frustrated well millions of parents say they've fallen back on that line but a new study found even kids as young as three know that that is a lame excuse what it really is, is we don't really want to spend the time explaining it to you again, little brat. Okay. <laughs> well, you can't say that. You can't? But the well. doctors, they wanted to see how well kids between three and five could distinguish between good excuses and bad ones. They tested it by showing them videos of puppets who promised to come back with a cool toy and left the scene to go get it, but returned empty-handed. The puppets usually had an excuse, but some were better than others, like, sorry, I... I had to help a friend. Or, sorry, I just wanted to watch TV. Well, that's not a good excuse. I I agree. Mm -hmm. When kids were asked if what the uh, puppet did was wrong or not, and when it came to breaking promises, even three-year-olds knew the difference between good and bad excuses with these ones that they used. Okay. So, because I said so, is not a good excuse, and they are on to that. I don't even feel like that's an answer for that. Okay. I mean, you're like, how come you didn't bring back the toy you said you would bring because I said so? Well, the head researcher says Mm -hmm. it extends to more than just broken promises, though, and also applies to things like the line, because I said so. So, quote, "Kids kids are paying attention and can tell if it's a lame reason or a lame excuse. So, in other words, they didn't actually study that at all. They just said, oh, because kids can spot a lame excuse for... When you didn't bring something back, that also applies to this. Is this kind of like when you don't want to share your ice cream, so you tell the kids it's too spicy? Is it that kind of thing? No, that's just a lie. Because I said so, it's just like I don't have an answer, so I'm just in charge and you're not. That seems odd. See, and I never, as a kid, I had a lot of questions. Like, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but I didn't understand why. Yeah, a lot lot of kids have uh, questions, like a ton of them. And a lot of times you don't have time to answer those questions. And it's like, I just don't have time right now. Like, oh, you don't have time for me? I always <laughs> did have time. That's what my kids actually dread if I do try to explain something. Uh, well, we do too, to be <laughs> honest oh with you. Gosh. I'm like, honestly. Your kids are like, because you said so. Got it. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. Meaningful ways to show the child that you care. Now, these are from the experts. Listen, really listen good. So listen is a key. Tom, I think you're good at that. Huh? Especially with your kids. <laughs> oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Realize their best. Uh, the best discipline is your self-discipline. Like if you have an angry tant- temper tantrum in front of your kids and then expect them to bond with you, that's just ridiculous to even think that. If, if you're out of control, they're going, well, who's in control here? Somebody <laughs> needs to be in control because daddy ain't or mama ain't. See, I'm always in control. I might lose my mind, but I'm in control. 
<laughs> okay. Like they, they know if I'm mad, I might get mad, and then my daughter would be like, "Dad, don't drive mad crazy because you're mad." I'm like, "You shut up! I'm in control." <laughs> Let me lose my mind up in here. Up, up in, in here. here. <laughs> it almost sounded like a song there. Right? <laughs> use they say use humor to contact to con- <laughs> to connect with your kids. So, you know, sometimes it diffuses the tension. when, And that's in any relationship. Like, even here at work, sometimes Kato will say something and they'll make us all giggle. What does so, someone who doesn't have a sense of humor do? Go on to the next one, and that is express <laughs> gratitude and appreciation for your kids and talk to your kids' self-esteem, uh, talk about their character. A lot of times, you're like, I'm not good at you. You know, they'll lose self-control. And instead of you going, man, you got to get your act together. you got to calm down because that emphasizes the negative. You're like... You know what? I know you're losing control right now, but I've seen you do well at, at actually having self-control. You're good at that. You can do this. So if you're not funny, say that. Yeah, well, that's that's one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. That didn't. I mean, that was complicated. Why is it complicated? It's like you speak to their integrity. Because they're like, (laughs) doing a bad job, and you're like, I know you could do better at this. And they're probably like, no, I can't. Leave me alone. Okay. Do activities together that your kids enjoy, like playing basketball, video games, stuff like that. That's when they open up to you, too, they say. What if you're not good at basketball? Or don't like it. I never made the team. It says activities together. That your kids enjoy. Just okay. find something. Video that, games. That, I just said that. I'm not really good at those either. What are you good at? Not much. <laughs> okay. Don't yeah, have kids. You. Don't have kids. <laughs> and then talk openly about your feelings and emotions. The, because it's good to let them know that, you yeah. know, you're, you ain't perfect and you got some issues too. And, I, you know, a lot of times I'll pray in front of them. I'm like, you know, Lord, help me to be a better dad. And then we pray know. for that too. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, you know, then the kids will do that for, for me. Still, I'm like, I let them pray next. I'm like, Lord, let Dad be a better dad. <laughs> Stop praying because I said so. <laughs> Amen. There you go. Uh, I'm hmm. glad I don't have kids. <laughs> I wish some people I know didn't. Too much to keep up with. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7.